Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 24. Before I get started, I just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. Every week, (laughs) this community is just growing and growing, and it is wonderful to see and to hear from all of you. So keep it coming. Again, if you want to connect with me because you have a story to share and you would like to be a guest on the podcast, I am all ears. But if you just, you know, want to chit chat, I'm here for that too. Um, Also, again, if you are enjoying the show, if you would be so kind to please leave a review on Apple podcast, it really does help people find the show and get the word out there. Um, So that's really it for that. And today I am flying solo. (laughs) I thought it would be a good idea to get on here and ramble for a bit since I haven't done that in a while. (laughs) Um, So I have a couple different things that I want to talk about that keep coming up with listeners and people who are reaching out to me. So we will get to that, but I thought I would start with just a couple life updates and kind of what we've been up to. It seems like there's always something going on. Um, So I think the biggest thing lately for us is that we have kind of a new ABA team for Logan. Not entirely new. He still has the same BCBA, who is kind of the the head of the operation. Uh, BCBA stands for Board Certified Behavior Analyst, which I, I know last week when I had talked with Dana, we had referred to her being a BCBA, and then I realized that we actually didn't even go over what that term means. So the BCBA is the one who kind of heads up the team and sort of writes all the plans and gives the actual therapist, the team members, kind of their marching orders and the the different programs and things like that. So we've had the same BCBA from the very beginning. She is wonderful. We love her. Uh, And then we've had one team member who has stayed on this entire time. She's been with us from the very beginning and she is great. We love her. And then we've had a couple that have kind of rotated, which I think this has come up before on the podcast, but we had one that we had to say goodbye to because she just left the company. She was kind of going into another area of therapy and that was like late summer and then a couple weeks later Logan started kindergarten and his schedule changed now that he's in full-time school and his other therapist who had been with us from the beginning she had another client at that same kind of after school time so that's something that is definitely difficult is just the getting the team right. And it's not always just, you know, getting the, obviously you want to have people that, that work well with your child, but so much of it is just logistics too, (laughs) which can be frustrating. Um, so again, last year when Logan was in preschool, you know, he had that kind of early after school time, he was doing therapy around noon, but now he needed that, you know, later after school time that most school age children need, which is like around three. So unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to another therapist who we absolutely loved. And then we had somebody come in that we thought was going to be a good fit. And unfortunately, just due to like some life events with her and just some things not really working out, we 
we had to say goodbye to her. So she was only on with us for probably about a month. And then we had not had another therapist to fill that slot for several months. So that was like back in October. And it was just, just very recently that, that we were able to, to get a couple of new therapists to join the team. Uh, they're kind of sharing their responsibilities. So we're back to three therapists and so far so good. (laughs) We have our, our fingers crossed that this new team is going to work out really well for us. Thankfully, Logan is very good at adapting and generally he really likes people. So that makes it a lot easier because we're not having to worry so much about him clicking with someone. He is naturally more drawn to certain people and that's kind of interesting to see like who he is more drawn to. But pretty much right off the bat, he seemed to really enjoy his new therapist. Uh, The interesting thing is we have a male therapist now. He's like a younger guy, which that's new for us. But I actually think it's, it's really great for Logan because it gives him just a different, you know, perspective and working with a different person. I think he's so used to having mostly, you know, females as teachers and therapists. And obviously there's all kinds of people out there. So I think it just kind of gives him a little bit wider range of working with others, which is wonderful. And like I said, so far he is doing, he's doing really well. He has been struggling a bit lately. We have had some changed the schedule. If you follow me on social media, then you probably saw, this was a couple weeks ago, we've had like freezing, frigid, below zero temperatures here in the beautiful greater land of Chicago. And that led to school being canceled, to therapy being canceled. There was one day where he had a late start. So they just started school two hours late. We had gotten snow like all through the night. And that was interesting that day because we'd never done that before. He'd never had a late start before. And it really just threw off his whole day, (laughs) which he typically, he definitely loves routine and structure, but he, he usually does pretty well with just kind of changes. He's, he is more kind of go with the flow. Sometimes you, you'll see him get more frustrated in those circumstances, but he tends to really enjoy like adventure and and doing different things and going places. So I really didn't think it was going to be that that difficult for him. But, you know, the bus came to get him for school two hours later and the whole school day was on like a two hour delay. So the first part of that was that they every day they send a note home for Logan and it kind of goes through the entire day and it gives like a one through five and he gets a rating on how he did with like each activity. So, you know, with like circle time and then they, they break off and they do center time, which is like, you know, numbers or reading and writing, that kind of stuff. And he gets, like I said, he gets a score kind of for everything. And then they'll also write just like little notes about how, how he did through the day, how he, how well he ate. If he had therapy that day, the therapist will also write a little note. It's very helpful to have those kind of things when you have a nonverbal child who can't, you know, tell you (laughs) what goes on during the day. I remember when Logan first started preschool, that was like one of my biggest concerns was that, you know, he was going to be at school and granted it was only a half day then, but he'd be at school all day and I'd be like, what did you do all day? (laughs) So thankfully all of his teachers up until now have been pretty good about 
the communication and just letting us know what happened during the day. I actually, I think that his teachers this year, it's a little bit different of a system with like the rating, but it's nice because it goes through the entire day. So it like, for me as a mother, it paints a little more of a picture for, you know, what he's doing all day, which is really nice. And then obviously if there's any like extra little notes, I really enjoy that. So this particular day, he usually gets like all fours and fives. Occasionally he'll get a three if he's not so great, but he had some pretty abysmal (laughs) scores in terms of how he did just with adapting to that two hour delay because it, it did throw off their day. Uh, their teacher said they, they tried to keep on a schedule, but like I said, his, all of his scores were on the lower end. And then in the actual like little notes section, she just said that Logan seemed really crabby that day and he was having a hard time, you know, moving from activity to activity. And then he also has been doing so well with potty training, which that's another little update I can share. But that day in particular, it was like, Every time they took him, he had a wet pull-up and then still didn't use the potty. (laughs) So that was a little bit frustrating. So he came home and I just felt bad. I knew that he, his day was really thrown off. And we actually were having a team meeting that day. So we had the whole team here, which we do that about every six to eight weeks, just to kind of talk about what's working, what's not working, what's kind of on the horizon, that sort of stuff. So that's really a nice part about ABA is that the the communication is very open. Obviously they're in my home too. So it's like, I know, you know, what's going on all the time. Um, but he was also going to have his, his BCABA was sitting in on his session that day. She usually comes like once a week and will overlap with the actual therapist during the session. So, you know, they were doing their session and I could, I could hear him protesting a bit. He did not seem too happy. And normally he's, he's pretty good about session. He, you know, sometimes will will protest a bit if they're doing a less preferred activity, but this day in particular, he was definitely having a hard time. And he actually had just a a really off day in general. He was, he was very crabby. He does vocalize a lot, which I've brought up before. He's definitely a screamer. Um, and it's always a very happy scream, but on the other end of that, sometimes he's just very whiny. And if he, especially if he's not happy, like that's just like, uh, there's days when my husband and I are like, oh, he's really whiny today. And it's like, he's just kind of out of sorts and he won't necessarily like, he doesn't melt down very often. He, he doesn't really cry very much. Uh, and if, if, and if he is screaming again, it's a happy scream, but this really was like just, uh, he was very whiny and just not happy the whole day, like very discontent. So that was, that was rough. And I, I personally felt really horrible (laughs) that day. Um, I, I just, I feel so deeply for Logan. So it's like when he has a bad day like that, it makes me feel so bad also. <laughs> I just like, I I feed off his emotions so much, which I know isn't necessarily good because it's like he feeds off my emotions too. So I try to keep myself like as even as I can around him and not let him see me, you know, feeling badly, but it's hard that those bad days, they definitely, they affect me. And I'm sure a lot of parents listening can 
relate to that because, you know, you, especially at least for me, I always just want to focus on the positive and I want to keep things positive and keep things happy and I want him to be happy. So when those kind of days hit, it is really hard because I, I can't, I can't always have that happy face. I can't always have the smile on my face as much as I try to. And you know, it sucks, but that's, that's life. It's real. So that, that day kind of set off then a, a couple weeks of really horrible weather here. So then the next week we had a couple days where I think it was like three days we had where he had no school or therapy. And that's difficult because he likes to be home. He enjoys being home. So it wasn't even necessarily that that was a problem. But when he's home, it's it's very hard to kind of just keep him out of trouble <laughs> and keep him, you know, entertained. He tends to lose interest in things very quickly. So that is a struggle for me personally, because I just, you know, I want to make sure, like I said, I want, I want him to be happy and I want him to be entertained, but I can't do that 24 seven, especially because I have two other little kids at home too, who I'm home with. Um, and he just gets bored. He get when he gets bored, he gets, he gets a little, a little wild. So that was definitely a challenge. And then compounding all this, we have been in a really bad sleep regression lately. I don't even know if we'd call it a regression at this point. I tend to describe his sleep like a spinning wheel. And I feel like there's times when it's good, there's times when it's okay, and there's times when it's really bad. And it's just always spinning. It never really stays on any one of those things for very long. Unfortunately, right now, we are in a bad time. I feel like maybe we're coming out of it. This last week has been a little bit better. But we've had several days lately where he wakes up in the middle of the night and then he just never goes back to sleep. So the worst day of that, he had woken up at like 1230 and was literally up the entire night, like, and the entire next day. So that meant I was also up (laughs) the entire night, entire next day. Um, That's a challenge. I know so many of us with children on the spectrum and I mean, adults in the spectrum too, sleep is such a a difficult thing to figure out. And I, I have spoken to a few parents lately. I actually just recorded with someone last week and we, we talked about sleep quite a bit. So that episode is coming up. Um, but I've spoken to a few parents lately who have gone down the medication route and then others who have not. We currently do give Logan melatonin. It is a pretty low dose that we have him on now. So we're thinking that it might be time to kind of bump him up. We're always hesitant with that though, because it's like, you don't want to, you know, just like keep getting them used to it. Um, and he's been on this very low dose for a long time and it, it really has mostly worked. Like I said, we're constantly kind of battling with the sleep stuff, but for the most part, it really helps him fall asleep. And he's always been an early riser, like, you know, 5am, I feel like is his his typical like wake up time. And like most people listening can attest to putting him to bed later doesn't solve any problems. (laughs) I saw a really funny meme last week that was like, my child slept in till 
6.05 instead of 6 a.m. because we let her stay up three and a half hours past her bedtime. <laughs> and, like, that's totally the truth. You basically, if you put your kid to bed later, it doesn't matter how much later, you maybe are buying yourself, like, a few minutes of sleep, if anything, because it, it really just doesn't, at least for us specifically. <laughs> we've tried. We've We've done... So many different things to try to, because he is, he does go to bed early because he is such early riser. So he typically is in bed by eight. But I mean, that's like, we, we have tried everything we really have. And the kid just wakes up early. Sometimes we've, we've gotten lucky where he's pushing closer to six, but then now we're in one of those times where we are, we're just kind of at our wits end here. So we are, we're considering maybe going down the medication route or like I said, upping, upping the melatonin, but it's hard. It's hard to know kind of when is the right time to introduce medication, um, which that's actually another topic that I wanted to talk about today. So I, I personally don't have a ton of experience with this. I do get asked about it quite a bit. People asking about medication and my thoughts on medication or if we use medication, Um, I'll just be totally honest and say that right now we do not give Logan any kind of prescription medication. I am not opposed to medication. I know for a lot of families and kids, it's been a lifesaver for them. So it's something that I would definitely consider down the line. I know, especially with a lot of, you know, kiddos on the spectrum, uh, ADHD is, a very common secondary diagnosis as well as anxiety is a very common secondary diagnosis. And I think in those kind of situations, you know, you as a parent need to use your best judgment. My sister and I were just having this conversation last week because she as a kid dealt with a ton of anxiety and still does as an adult and, you know, now takes medication. And she was saying how, you know, if she was, had a child who dealt with the kind of anxiety that she did, that she definitely would have put them on medication. And I totally see the, the, the good in that. I think that, you know, if there's something that can help your child, uh, then yeah, of course you want to do it. Of course, also, you know, when you, when you start with medications, then there's other issues (laughs) that arise. So it's definitely, I think it's something that you have to, you know, tread lightly and, when you're, when you go down that road, at least how I feel, the reason why we haven't gone there yet is because I kind of feel like I want to do everything I can to help him as much as we can without the medication. Because then once we do get to that point, then if we do, hopefully the medication is just like a boost to what we're dealing with. Um, again, I do, I feel like we have been able to to manage everything pretty well at this point without, without medication. So I don't know. I will be honest and say, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, okay, are we, are we there yet? Because we might be, especially with the sleep stuff. Cause I think that for him, when he's not getting good sleep, everything is affected. He is, has a much harder time focusing. He has a much harder time completing tasks. Like I said, that kind of like whiny factor, uh, which I don't mean whiny, like it probably is hard to explain. It's almost like an angsty whine. Like it's like he's he's kind of angry and frustrated. So it just comes out as a whine. 
that is like totally kicked up when he's not sleeping well as well as like his just vocalizing and like the screams and the yelling even when they he's not upset they're happy but it's like it's through the roof so that those things are all totally exacerbated when he when he's tired so that's kind of where we're at as far as medications and sleep and just little life updates always always so much going on <laughs> with the Carranzas. Um but yeah, that's pretty much where we're at right now. Okay, so then the next thing that I wanted to chat about is another thing that I hear a lot from listeners and that we personally have dealt with since the beginning of time. <laughs> and that is picky eating and just food issues in general. Before I get into this, I do want to say with this topic and with everything I was just talking about with with sleep issues and medication, I am just giving my two cents. So <laughs> if you don't want to listen to me, by all means, please don't. I never want to try to sound like I'm coming off like an authority or like, you know, an expert with any of these things. I personally, though, I like hearing the perspective of other parents and what they're doing and what's worked for them and what hasn't. So that's where I'm coming from on these topics and really anything that ever comes up on the show. I just always, I never want anyone to think that I'm like a know-it-all or like I do know-it-all because trust me, I don't. <laughs> so when it comes to, to food issues, Logan is definitely a picky eater. And the funny thing with that is that when he was little, he ate everything. When he, from the time he was like started eating food till probably around like 18 months, definitely by two years. But I mean, up until that time, he was just uh, an eating machine. He ate anything we put in front of him. He ate all different kinds of vegetables and meat and fruit. And it was just, it was never, it was never a problem. And then, you know, slowly but surely, like, one by one, things kind of started dropping off the list of what he enjoyed. And we started zeroing in on chicken nuggets, <laughs> which I know many of you can relate. Chicken nuggets seem to be a, a beacon for, for children on the spectrum. They are a very popular meal choice. So I don't know when exactly it was that we became chicken nugget obsessed. Like I said, it's probably around two years old. Uh, but it pretty much became his only source of protein, like the only meat that he would eat. And it was what he ate for dinner every single night from about two years old up until very, very recently. <laughs> um, which here's my thing about food issues. And I'm not sure if I've said this before, but I, I say it all the time. Not that I think that it's something to brush off because it's not. And if it's important to you, then definitely you should, you know, look into food therapy or however it is that feels right for you to address it. But for us, I always feel like, you know, Logan is a healthy, growing child. That's never been an issue. And I just always feel like we have bigger fish to fry than the food issues. So that's just, that's my personal take on it. Now, that being said, I do 
I don't want to underplay that. I still think it's really important. And especially, like I said, from like a nutrition and just like health standpoint, our issues have never been so bad that I feel like we needed to, you know, step in with some kind of medical intervention. Thankfully, we've been we've been lucky in that respect. He is, like I said, definitely a very picky eater and it's frustrating, but he's otherwise very healthy. He is super skinny, so I'm always looking for ways to fatten him up, which it's funny because now that he is in school and he's around kids and his teachers even, they all eat in the same area, he's seeing other people and what they're eating. And as soon as school started, like I said on on those notes I sent home, they would write how he ate. They do lunch and they do snack because they eat lunch pretty early in the day. So they would always write in their, their note, like, you know, how, how much he ate for lunch, how he did for snack, and then any little side notes, which it seemed like right from the beginning, they were telling me like, oh, Logan was trying to steal his friend's barbecue chips today. Or, oh, Logan was trying to steal some raisins today. So it's like whoever he's next to, if they have something that like looks, you know, appealing to him, he would just try to steal it. Which, obviously, we don't want him stealing food, but we were so encouraged (laughs) because we're like, oh my gosh, these are all these new things for him that he didn't didn't like eating before. Um, Like I had said earlier, he started kindergarten this year, and that was honestly my, one of my my biggest concerns was like, this kid barely eats, what am I going to send in his lunchbox? Because, you know, in, in preschool, I sent a snack every day. But that was it. It was just like, you know, he would still eat breakfast here and then he'd have a snack at school. He would still come home for lunch. And it wasn't it wasn't so much an issue because when he's home, he is a total snacker and he will just snack all day. But at school, I was so worried. I'm like, he's not he doesn't even have like enough variety to like make up an entire lunch. So even from the beginning of the year, his lunch has has changed quite a bit. Uh, And he's gotten his palate has opened up a bit since seeing, like I said, all these other kids eat. The biggest thing that has come from this year is bacon. (laughs) He now loves bacon. He's kind of backed off a little bit there when he first discovered bacon and how delicious it was, which I don't blame him. Obviously bacon is delicious. When he first realized that though, he wanted to eat bacon like 24 seven and he was going through I can't even tell you how many like packages of bacon. <laughs> it was a lot of bacon. And I was setting it in his lunch. He was wanting to eat it for dinner. So now he's kind of backed off. I'm still setting it in his lunch, which is, I think it's great because it's like another source of protein for him. And again, the kid is so skinny. I'm like, great, let's fatten him up. Let's give him some bacon. So now he's eating bacon and he also is loving the raisins, which is... I will give that kid raisins all day long if he wants. That's great. That's like, you know, you look at things differently when you have a child with special needs who is a really picky eater, especially with autism, because you you look at things that you once would be like, uh, is that healthy? And you're like, this is healthy <laughs> because it's so much healthier than <laughs> the other options. So the raisins we were thrilled about. He will eat apples. So that is probably the most healthy. And sometimes I send the apple and it comes back. Sometimes he does eat it. Lately, he's been on, on a good apple kick. So he's been eating pretty well. But again, the the food issues, I think 
to to each their own. They're going to look different for everyone. I I do feel pretty lucky because after speaking with a lot of different parents who have kids on the spectrum, I know it honestly could be much worse. I think there there are some kids who just like really really struggle and getting them to eat at all is is difficult, which in those cases, yeah, I do think it's probably time to intervene in some kind of a way. Again, just however you feel comfortable. Um, I know for me, I do worry a lot because most of his diet is like cereal. He loves cereal um, and chips. He loves chips, but it's like a lot of carbs and just not healthy. So I'm always worried about him not eating vegetables or like I said, barely fruit. He eats apples. He will sometimes eat bananas and grapes, but not as consistently. And when he was very young, he used to eat those, the pouches, like the pureed pouches, which I know are not necessarily like the best thing, but there was a really great way to sneak in some veggies. <laughs> like I would give him, you know, the applesauce with spinach and he would down those. And then all of a sudden, again, like with most things, it's like he, he falls into something and then he just falls out of it. He loved those for so long and then he just stopped eating them one day and never went back and I I don't know what it is and it honestly if he would eat a pouch now one of those applesauces I would totally give it to him but he is just not interested and his baby sister is eating some pouches now so it's like he sees them but he just he doesn't want it so it is what it is um, yeah, to me, I, I remember I had a therapist one time that was like, oh, those are terrible. Like you should never give him those. He doesn't even know what he's eating. And I'm like, yeah, that's the idea. He doesn't know that he's eating, you know, spinach or broccoli with the applesauce. I'm like, that's why we like them. Um, uh, but she thought that was just like horrifying. But anyways, um, yeah, the, the, the food issues, they can get, they can get pretty extreme. So for us, that's kind of where we're at at this point, and I'm hopeful that as time goes on, his palate will expand as it has been. There's even been a couple days at school where they're like, Logan tried my Spanish rice today. <laughs> like, the teacher had had her, her lunch, and he ate some of it. So he definitely is, like, he surprises me, and I think in, in a different environment, he does better. It seems like when he's home, he just like totally falls into his, his routine. But then when he's somewhere else, like if we're at somebody else's house or if, like, like I said, at school or like a birthday party or something, he will sometimes try things. I think maybe out of desperation a little bit. Um, but sometimes they end up, you know, on, on the repertoire because it's just always, it's always changing. It's always going in, in circles. I do want to share this one little funny story that's kind of food related. So Logan uses the PEX system, which I have talked about before, but for anyone who's not familiar, it's PEX is an acronym, just like everything in the autism world. Uh, and it stands for Picture Exchange Communication System. And they're just little pictures. If you're not familiar with them, they're little like almost like cartoony pictures. Some of his are like actual photos. Like we have one for bathroom and it's like a picture of our bathroom. Um, and it's just a way for him to be able to exchange that picture with us to let him, us know what he needs. It was just a, you know, a way to communicate. And now he also uses a, a sentence strip. So he puts together sentences with his packs, which is amazing. He's come so far with the packs, which, <laughs> so 
he he has a, a book with all of his pecs in there and each page kind of has like a different category and he has one page that it's just like a binder and it's got all these little pictures with velcro and like strips of velcro so it's just a binder he can flip through and then take the velcro picture off and put it on his strip so one of the pages it's all colors and it's just like little like circles that you know say like blue red green whatever so last week I had bought these little mini muffins that he used to be obsessed with and then he decided he was over them and he hadn't eaten them honestly probably in like years he ate them like every day obsessively for a long time and then I don't think he's had them for at least a couple of years and then randomly my husband bought them and he was like, oh, I thought we could try these again. He hasn't eaten them in a long time. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And they went like gangbusters. He loved them. He ate through the entire box within a couple of days. And then there was one day where he kept giving me the the packs for brown. It was just the little brown circle. And it said brown. And, you know, he's putting it on, on his sentence strip to say, I want more brown. And I'm like, buddy, I don't know what you're what you're talking about here and I just we kind of brushed it off and he picked out a different snack so then yesterday I had you know gone to get our groceries for the week and I made sure I got two boxes of the mini muffins that he likes and right when he got from school he that's he went to the pantry as he always does and he picks out a snack and that's what he wanted so he ate those immediately and then when he was ready for therapy I always send down a snack for him so we I had asked him, I showed him the mini muffins, I'm like, do you want more of these? So he wanted those. So we sent those down for snack. And then like maybe 20, 30 minutes later, they came upstairs. Uh, his, his BCB was here that day too. Uh, and they were like, he wants a snack. We don't know what he wants though. I'll, I'll, he keeps giving us the pack for brown, the brown packs. And like right then it clicked with me. I was like, oh, that's what he was trying to tell me last week he wanted more of the mini muffins. So it's so amazing like how smart he is and like what's in his brain that he wants to communicate with us and tell us cuz he does obviously he doesn't have a packs for the mini muffins. These are kind of a new food for him even though they're really an old food, but we we try to update them like as time goes. Like now he has a bacon packs and a raisin packs. He didn't have those a couple months ago. But we haven't been able to do the mini muffin one yet because it's so new but it's like he's he's so resourceful that he's like okay I'm just gonna give him it it's just a little brown circle and on the package because they're the mini muffins are like crumb cake flavor it's brown and it was like he made that connection of I'm gonna give them this brown packs for the mini muffins and we were much slower thinking than him so it was like he was like two steps ahead of us um, but it always amazes me things like that because so often it's, it's so hard to know, you know, what's going on in, in that beautiful mind as the song goes. I always think about that, that John Legend song, what's going on in that beautiful mind. I, that phrase runs through my head all the time with Logan and that, that little, you know, Pex exchange, I think says so much that he he understands so much and he's capable of so much and it it really is it's such a gift and it's it's so incredible to witness those things i know they don't maybe don't sound like much to other people but for me those moments are everything and 
I cherish them and I am, I'm so thankful for any little moment like that. So I think I've rambled enough today. (laughs) Um, please, if you have any questions for me, any feedback, especially about like this episode or other ones, if you just want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, the page is just Adventures in Autism Podcast on Facebook. And then on Instagram, Adventures in Autism Pod. And if you want to email me, it's Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love hearing from you guys. And it's been so wonderful to connect, especially... I feel like on Instagram, I I hear from so many people and it's nice because it really is becoming more of like a community there, which is amazing. Facebook too, but I think a lot more people are active on Instagram. So please reach out to me, connect, whatever you would like to talk about. Um, And again, if you would be so kind to leave a review on Apple Podcast, that would be amazing. Help more people find the show. And until next time. Talk to you later. Thanks, guys.